What's new on exchange? What is this? Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to episode three of Uniform Exchange, where I change the name every week and don't tell the guys that are part of the, the podcast so they can get their real reactions and find out whether or not that is the new name of this podcast. But I'll tell you guys, Uniform Exchange, I thought to myself, well, I haven't told you the, the layout of today, but we uh, the plan today is to have time segments because we tend to t- you guys are very verbose. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. Long winded. <clears throat> uh, so. I'm very Absolutely. succinct. Totally. In the way right. I communicate. Uh, but You're just uh, we interrupt. What? Wow. We what tend to we tend to run a little long sometimes. So uh, I figure let's break each one of these down into five to seven minute segments and you know, a timed conversation, if those times are the same, would make a uniform exchange. Wow. Oh, uh, oh. snap. Oh, wow. And you know how at the end of a game, if LeBron is playing against KD, there's a good chance that they're going to do a uniform, uniform exchange. exchange. We so call it, I, thought, I mean, uh, us, us millennials, we call it a jersey swap, but uh-huh. I'll, yeah, well, I'll, I'll let you get away with it. I, I was looking for the uh, the pun. I think we know what next the, week's name of the yep, show is. Jersey be, Swap gosh. is next week. We'll see if there's a podcast named Jersey Swap. I like it. I like we'll it. see if there's a podcast next week, period. I, <laughs> <laughs> That's really the bigger question. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. And I really thought Uniform Exchange would show up in the bottom right corner of each one of these. And uh, I am very not good at predicting what's going to show up on screen here. I am Did you for put anything. it in a black font? I tested it in everything, and, and, and it worked great uh, before we went live. But you so, showed us last week you don't know how to save. I showed oh. you a lot of things last week, and not knowing how to save in things is post-production. It's not my thing. Yeah. It's not my thing. But I don't know. I don't know what they call this style of production. It's like mid-production. It happens when you are producing the show as it's running. It's a new new thing we're trying. So just bear with us. Every week. Live production, <laughs> I think, is what that's called. Yes. Um, all right. Well, guys, uniform exchange, uh, where we cover the topics uh, and the news from the past week within the business of sports. Um, hopefully, we cover it in a way that maybe you don't see it elsewhere. Um, there's often a bit of pop culture in what we do and really whatever we, uh, find interesting or what might be interesting happening in the world. There are no topics that are off limits in this podcast. I think we've discovered that, uh, I'm Michael Myers. What was that? I'm Michael Myers, the CEO of the sports marketer, uh, as well as the owner of the finest luxury gifting service on the planet in the entire world of corporate gifting, not just in sports and music, but also in corporate America, birdie box. Uh, I'm joined, as always, by the owner, CEO, and editor-in-chief of Team Marketing Report, Chris Hartweg, as well as the CEO and really officially the big sports marketer, the big sports guy, Josh Kyles. I added my name into your title you combined, there, big sports you, guy. You gave a little preview of our uh, of the big our sports marketing merger. guy report. Yeah, <laughs> that one, there you go. <laughs> we got a we got a tribe merger coming. Or maybe on the here. big sports marketer report guys. It's possible. You know, well, how are you guys, a, by the way? How are uh, you? Anything exciting happened this week? Anything exciting happened today? No. Nothing. No. Well, Josh, I know on, you got some stuff going on. <laughs> I do have a little. I, I did kind of uh, buy a house this week. Wait, what? Um, Josh bought a house. <laughs> Big sports guy's got a house. Yeah. In San Diego? Uh, no, I'm, I'm going to be moving up. To Hollywood. Oh, my man's yeah, living going, in L.A. Going Big back time. to L.A. Very excited. Um, uh, does it have a couch like the one you have here and a wall right behind you? Are we? Do we will we maintain got, the look and feel? We're going to have a couple different places we'll be coming to you live from. Uh, but I think one of the main places is going to be the new, uh, the new rooftop deck. We're very excited about that. Get that out of here. Very nice. Chris, I can send you I can send you some pictures. Um, anyone that, that, that is interested. Um, Chris, when like you have a successful pops. podcast that pulls in the millions and millions that we have, you get to buy houses in Los Angeles with rooftop decks. Yes. Not That's just Los Angeles. Hollywood. Hollywood. Made for. Yeah. I feel I I honestly do feel a little bit like I just uh won a game like a game show or something and like you're going to Hollywood or you know. But uh, I'm excited. 
it's a very exciting time. That was aggressive. Uh, but that's Thank congratulations. You. This is your first home that you've purchased. Yes, that will oh, be my first. That is exciting. First. That is exciting. So, it's a big day for yes. the big sports guy. Congratulations. So, yeah, we'll see. Which I think the main reason why I really wanted it was so I could have some better backgrounds for the podcast. You wanted for the podcast background. Yeah, it was really an investment for that um, because there were some really bad backgrounds here. If anybody's watching the uh, the video stream, it's not the (laughs) not the most exciting. But uh, hopefully, our words are better than my background. Well, that's awesome. Um, We'll get started in a second. I just came back from the doctor, as you guys know. Yes. Kind of a big deal. Went to the doctor. I found out, found out that it's so funny that you say that. I found out today as I was walking out. By the way, let me just say my doctor is the best doctor. And I've never had a doctor this good. This guy is unbelievable. As far as general practitioners in the city of Chicago, this guy is untouchable. He is the is best. This our, is this our newest sponsor? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Northwestern University, uh, Medical Center. No. Um, but as I was leaving, he said, oh, oh, step back in. I do have one more one more thing to talk to you about, which you never want to hear your doctor oh. say step back in so I can <laughs> shut the door. By the way, am I violating my own HIPAA by talking about this? Can you violate your own HIPAA? Um, no. I don't think so. I don't think you can maybe, violate your Maybe own if, HIPAA. like, the doctor told you some secrets that, like, he didn't About want other people. Yeah, no, he didn't. Um, well, that would be yeah. – So we, we did step back in, and he said, hey, does anybody in your family have any COVID issues? <laughs> and I said, actually, yeah, and uh, kind of gave him the responses to who and how and why. And uh, and he said, well, then you're due. Uh, it's time. We got to get you uh, in for a oh. booty check, whatever they call that. What's the official term for the booty check? Colonoscopy. Colonoscopy. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I like booty he check. He didn't use the word booty check either, but but that's all I heard. I was like, Doc, am I going to like it? And he's like, probably uh, no, he said you're going to be out. They put you out, evidently. Uh, not completely, but you don't remember any of it. Oh, they just make you they just no, Chris. They don't. They, they don't put you completely out. Everyone <laughs> else is like, can you keep me a little bit awake? <laughs> you can paralyze me if you want. Just keep me to where I can feel everything. Oh, yeah. oh, interesting. <laughs> so yes, viewing audience, I will at some point soon be getting my first. Colonoscopy. Congratulations. Very exciting man. stuff. I'm sure, I'm sure that's what everybody tuned in to hear. So well, um, now they know. I can't wait and for you know what? We should just live stream the 12 no. hours of you drinking barium the, uh, barium the mixture that yeah. Yeah. That's we're no. really doing well. We're really doing good on our goal of keeping this under an hour today, guys. I had seven <laughs> minutes. I had seven minutes for this set aside. I was going to talk, talk about, about your colonoscopy. Seven minutes. Yeah, yeah. And Someone I think needs- we got it in just under the gun. We've been on for eight minutes and 24 seconds. This is perfect. Next topic <laughs> as I move over. And let's, you know, let's talk about a few things. We've already talked a little bit about the NFL. Oh, look, as you shrink things, the name starts to show up. I knew it was going to show up at some point. All right. Um, NFL draft. I was just struck by this. First round, there were five quarterbacks. Well, what, what do you th- – what what position I, – I, you know, I'm going to flip it around. How many running backs do you think were taken in the first round without looking? None. I, I, I set you up for that? None? What do you think, Chris? I, Based I'm on the way the question think, was asked. I was trying to think – yeah, I, I'm trying yeah, to think. You should have asked uh, in the first place. <laughs> one, since one. I can't take zero. Yeah, one. it's actually two. But when you think back to like you know Heisman trophies and all that stuff, it's either running backs, quarterbacks, for the most part, dominate that every year. But when it comes to the draft, in my mind, I don't usually. I, we talked about this last week. I'm not a big draft follower. I don't wear the jersey and grow the mustache out and get. 25 pounds overweight and look extremely unathletic so that I can go yell and scream based on who they draft for my team in the eighth right, round. You just of, you do that every day. You at home. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just don't do it in public. Right. I don't right. go to the city where they're doing it. Um, but in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, running backs are gonna be, you know, every year, quarterbacks, running backs. It is absolutely not the case. I was struck five quarterbacks, five wide receivers, five offensive linemen. Uh, five defensive backs and five Mm -hmm. linebackers. So there's 25. Four D-line. So that's 29. Josh called out the tight end that was going to get taken, and there was one tight end. I think he got taken third over or fourth overall. Yeah. And then two running backs. 
I was just surprised because if you ask a kid what position do you want to play in youth football or high school, they're going to tell you if they don't say quarterback, they're going to say running back. And it's just not that many running backs getting drafted. I, you know, I, since you didn't uh, include this uh, as a possible topic and and didn't allow me to prepare, well, but what are you talking about NFL draft, yeah, the sneak up on you, did round it? Draft sneak up on you? Yeah. No, I would be curious to see last last year, last yeah, few years. I, yeah, I didn't look because I have a feeling. I think it's consistent. There might be more running backs just, taken. This year than than in the last couple of years. Somebody will look that up as we're talking about something else, and we'll come back. But I I I, I was struck, do and I don't know that it's maybe it's not that different. Well, this when was you look, a, there were still this was a particularly backs. quarterback heavy year. Yeah, but there's usually not five heavy years. I, I, mean, I think there's been a trend running back. I think there's been a trend over the last handful of years of running backs going later in the draft because you've seen so many teams get great value later in the draft with running backs. 100% what I saw here. That's what, that's what this was. I looked ahead. It was two in the first round, one in the second round, one in the third round, a couple in the fourth round. It was the sixth round where four running backs was taken. Four running yeah. backs were taken in the seventh round, similar. So you're right. I think they take a chance later in the rounds. I think the I think the reason why it's probably because there's no other position in football where you have more wear and tear than as a running back, especially a lot of these top guys in college. They're coming in, they've already had a ton of carries throughout their time in college, and that it's just the facts of the wear and tear. And usually, most running backs after their first deal, which is usually four to five years, depending on if a team exercises that option, they're going to kind of either hit a plateau or drop down based off of injuries. We've seen it with a ton of different players. So I think that's kind of what, what you saw last week. Yeah, and I also think that it's a position that is now at the NFL level a shared position. Yeah. You, you don't have a lot of I'm the feature back and I get every carry. Most successful teams, and there are some. There's no question there's some amazing running backs out there. But there are more teams going with shared backfields, which fantasy owners love, um, than ever without question. So I think that plays in. I was just surprised. I was going to bring it up in passing. I don't know if you guys heard Trevor Lawrence went first overall. Yes, and he sold well, twice as many everyone was talking. He yeah. sold twice as many jerseys um on Fanatics than anyone else had ever done before on draft day, which there he broke go. the record of Joey Burrow. There you go. So Jacksonville doubled, fans he, showed I did out. I see that. He doubled Bur- Joe Burrow. Burrow did did pretty well. So yeah. that's wow. Yeah, interesting. Jackson, Jacksonville um, fans showed out. Well, the, we also had the Kentucky Derby last week. We're not going to talk about this either, but the only thing I want to say about the Kentucky Derby is that uh, I did see a photo of Tom Brady, and he looks like the Caucasian version of Jim Carrey's mask in, in this. I don't know if you saw this photo. He yeah. looks like what Skeletor would look like if he donned a suit. Like, eat a cheeseburger, man. I mean, that dude yeah. was – he's looking thin He's looking thin. Quarterback ready. Football ready. All right. Um, next topic. Staying ahead of the pace here, guys. I don't know about you. Keep it moving. Florida delayed. You guys uh, have been following the name and likeness. This was just an announcement that came out this week that uh, I think there were five states that put into some form of legislation that in July they were going to allow – there was five that were going to allow athletes to get paid. I think it went from five to four. Could have gone from four to well, three. Well, there's, there's four that – there's, there's, uh, there's actually four that have passed the legislation. Yeah. Uh, Florida, Alabama, Mississippi, New Mexico. And there's three more that have targeted July 1st that the governor still has not signed. Got so it actually could be seven, as many as seven. Well, as many as six, first. because Florida just passed an amendment. Nope. No, they, they moved it to twenty-two. They, they they pushed it back. They they rescinded it. Uh huh. Okay, so this was in the last day, last day or two, uh, last, couple, last couple days. Yeah. No, okay. I think it was over the weekend. I think so then it was, like it was proposed, and it still had to get through like the house and something else, and it didn't. It didn't make it through all the different places it had to make it. Well, through. no, it made it all the way through. It did. Okay. The governor was apparently poised to sign it, but ba- basically they buried in it's in other legislation. They just buried that 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 as part of something else in just one line, 66 pages in or something crazy like that. They don't do this in politics. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, no, no, right? Never. And it was just that 
it was uh, a group had decided that uh, you know in a, out of an abundance of caution, the most overused uh, pandemic phrase now, an abundance of caution, we're shutting things down. They're going to push it back. And they just buried it that it's just now switched to 22. And um, it's interesting because DeSantis has been actually, you know, really pushing for this to get um, to, to, to happen. Right. And yeah. so uh, there was such an uproar that within 48 hours. So I think, I think that that came through like late in the night on the 29th. And so then Sunday, Saturday, whatever that is, was the, um, it, they had, they, they flipped it. So, it's going to be interesting. I mean, we did talk, talk a little bit about this last last week uh, too. But I mean, okay, so so now you can make money. But I mean, where what are the guardrails? I mean, like that that's the thing that makes this tricky. But I mean, who's well what's to say I like mean, we talked about? Only, you've got Florida got a big booster. It's going to hey kid, I'll give you a yeah. Not only grand. that, but it, just because this. What are the actual rules within what's allowing this to happen? The state says you can do it, so you can, but the NCAA still hasn't said you can do it, so you can't. So until the NCAA says you can do it, then then you can. But what if you're in one of the other 43 states that says you can't? Yeah, well, there's something in the Florida <laughs> legislation that, if I read this right, it's that if the NCAA has, has, some, has an issue with this, the schools that allow nil would then have to withdraw from the ncaa yeah, yeah and that wouldn't i don't think that'd be good for the ncaa obviously especially right so basically we've got this thing everything's under control is what you're saying everything's under well, control this is, is an orderly think, transition and everything's I, under control i think the senator in florida who wrote to delay the amendment basically cited that well the current ncaa rules don't allow it so we're going to give it another year to try to work out the rules with the NCAA. What's up, Snoop? Um, hey, Snoop. Um, so, so that's basically was their was their excuse, and <laughs> and Snoop is very disrespectful of the podcast. He, that's the first time he's ever barked on the podcast. Come on, Snoop. What you got, oh. going, bud? Oh. Snoop. Snoop wow. is not happy with the NCAA. <laughs> well, I don't think anybody on is. NIL. Yeah, no. I, but basically, he wanted a written guarantee. Oh. The senator from Florida wanted a written guarantee that the NCAA wouldn't punish any oh. athletes or schools right. in Florida that, that would you know conflict with these new NIL rules. So yeah, they were able to get enough of an assurance to take back that year delay. Well, the NCAA, one thing we can all rest assured is that the NCAA knows exactly what they're doing and they have this under control. We can sleep easy at night knowing that this oh, is yeah. fully under control right. and they have got this. This well, is our weekly segment of the control, just like Josh. Just like Josh yeah. has Snoop under control. Yeah, this is yeah, Josh. Well, this is the say. weekly this is the weekly segment where we offend all sorts of people we could eventually partner with. That's right. right. <laughs> <laughs> that's what i'm trying to get you i don't care you guys it's all on me this is your guests on my podcast that's what we'll, that's what we'll, that's what we're gonna say your guests on my podcast what would you what could you have said this was all me this was all what me. would you be well how would you be how would you be um all right alone time what is that uh there how were in my life coming into this week there were still four teams that had not yet allowed a fan to watch a game played by their home franchise. Do you know those four teams? Anyone? Anyone? Can you name them? Yes. At the beginning of the week? At the beginning of this week. Who are they? Where, are, you, are you talking Oh, my God. Chris, what's your guess? NBA? Bulls, Blackhawks. No, all, all franchises. There were four of um, the four major sports. Bulls, Blackhawks, uh, the uh, PTB, and Portland Trailblazers. What's the fourth one? Why am I blanking on it? It's also three letters. It's the only one. Matter of fact, it's still going to be this way. Who's left? Uh, PTB was the only one that was staying. No, PTB. Well, I, I'll give you the update. So the last was Oklahoma City Sun. Oklahoma oh, City that's under OKC. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this week, and they were all not allowing fans for different reasons. In Chicago, it was because of the city the governor and the, the city of Chicago. So they said you can now have people. So now the Blackhawks, who, by the way, I just think this is the funniest shit. F pardon my language. Funniest thing. Sorry, shit. I don't need to pardon my language. This is, this is our show. Um, 
the well, funny your shit. show. It is your it's, show. It's, it's my, my show. show. We're, that's right. we're just guests. Mr. Mr. Emmert. It's I my, just want to say this is Meyer's show. It's my show. I can say shit if I want to. It, the funniest shit is that the Blackhawks can now have fans, 25%. You know how many home games they have left? Two. One. Oh, it's going to be just down for the last it's one? It's just one. Uh, maybe because it goes into effect on May 7th. I think it's one. Maybe it's two. I think it's you're one. Talking to, you're talking the Trailblazers with that one? No, that's the Chicago Blackhawks. The, the Blackhawks. Chicago Bulls have four games left. Uh, the trail bull- so the, the Bulls and the Blackhawks are going to do 25% capacity. The Trailblazers are doing 10% capacity for their last four games. But unlike the Bulls, they will have more games because they'll, they're going to make the playoffs. It appears they're currently in seventh place. The Bulls yeah. are not. Yeah, I think it's worth push. noting about the Blazers, too. This could wind up happening at a really great time for them because they're in a playoff hunt right now, and I'm sure they would love to not be in that seven through ten play-in series. I think they're like a game and a half or two games yeah. back from the Lakers, and they're playing yeah, the Lakers tomorrow. I think Portland. it came down because Damian Lillard said in a tweet, are we really going to be the only franchise on the planet not to have any fans watch our games? But ironically, they're not. The only ones will be Oklahoma City Thunder because they are only allowing, and they've only just started allowing, friends and family to come mm-hmm. in. So they're doing a limited number of tickets for friends and family, and they and that is it. That do you know what? Do you, do you know what the deal is in, in Oklahoma City? Is it through the city? Is it through the state? You know? Do you know why? It was announced by the team at the beginning of the year, so I I doubt the state of Oklahoma is restricting. If yeah. I and now that's that's a, a stereotypical response about the state of Oklahoma, but I can't imagine that the state of Oklahoma is telling them they can't have anybody in their stadiums. That's just a right. guess. A generalized. I would think um, that's a good guess. Yeah. Yeah. The other side of the Oklahoma City. Thunder is that they also just found out that they no longer have a naming rights partner. The oh, really? Chesapeake Bay? Chesapeake Bay Energy is uh, – they went through a bankruptcy last year. They restructured, came out of bankruptcy, and under the new agreement are canceling and have canceled their naming rights partnership with the Oklahoma City Thunder. So they are in full partnership exploration mode I would imagine right now talking to a lot of folks. Well, why aren't they talking to you to be talking yeah. to other folks? I mean, you'd get it done in 10 minutes. I would. The sports marketer would knock that out in a heartbeat, but uh, that's not what this podcast is about. And um, <laughs> it, it was the, I will say this, it was the kindest breakup letter, mutual breakup letter I've ever read between Chesapeake and the Thunder, both nothing but complimentary statements about one another. And I think that, that, that Chesapeake will remain a partner of the team in some fashion. Yeah. So, I mean, cause they're not going anywhere. That's, that's, that's the power. That's the energy company. Yeah, they're not going anywhere. So I don't think it would be good to completely abandon. Um, all right. So yeah, Chris, your teams, man, Blackhawks and, and Bulls, you can go to a game now. One game. You One went game. to a Cubs game this week. I went to the. I went to Wrigley Field last night, and that How didn't that get experience? brought up with. Hey, what happened this week? For crying out loud, he said nothing. 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 You went to a live sporting event. How was oh, it? Oh, yeah, that actually was kind of a big deal. How is it? How was it? Uh, it 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 was uh, it was both uh, normal and completely abnormal at the same time. I can't think of a different, better way to describe it. I mean. It felt, um, I mean, then again, uh, being a Cubs fan for 50 years now, it's, um, you know, I'm, I've, I've spent plenty of games where 10,000 people in the seats <laughs> was actually a big yeah. crowd. And so and this team is playing like a 10,000. And this uh, team doesn't, you know. doesn't even, doesn't even deserve to have 10,000 people. No, no they I, just I, I, swept I, 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 the, swept the Dodgers. Yeah. But, um, the energy Which, by the, the way, was... makes the Cardinals' record better than the Dodgers' record. I just wanted to put that in there. Yeah, the Dodgers I mean, are not have not been playing well, so I don't no. know how much. They're... Right, right. Well, as evidenced by the, they're losing they're the Cubs, losing all these yeah. games to the Cubs, <laughs> the um, the the uh, the anemic offense of the Cubs. But um, no, I mean the the energy and the vibe in the place was uh was good. I mean, it didn't feel um, it didn't feel um. There that term again, half ass. But it, it, I mean, it was it was a pretty good experience. I mean, you, you have all the seats around you and your pod. Uh, all of those around you are zip tied, closed, and uh, so you know everybody's spread around, and it's you just keep the mask keeps coming up and down. 
And um, even outside, you have the mask on. Once you're in the stadium, you have to wear the mask. They ask you to continue to wear it unless okay. you're drinking or eating. Yeah. And um, and it's cold <laughs> enough here that you can do that. Right now, it's 54 degrees outside. Oh, so. it was it it was chilly last yeah, night. Yeah, I'd keep the mask up just to stay warm. Yeah. Uh, we we uh, you know you can take it down when you're eating or drinking. Well, we got we did plenty of drinking. We had the you know we got scolded at one point of you got to put your masks on. It's like, well, drinking but you know and is what happens is what i expected to happen you get a bunch of people knocking down a bunch of old styles you get you, you get more and more lax of just kind of not even not intentionally but just not even realizing if you, you don't have the thing pulled up when you're walking down through the, con the concourse and yeah um you know in a way it was nice that i mean i guess it was good as a gradual kind of a transition back but uh, you know so how the, was the, how was it <laughs> have we gotten to there is it was it good Yes. Okay. Very, very meandering. He's trying very, to paint I, a picture. He Myers. is, man. I, he's he's painting it in like by very slowly. It's impressive. Well, what you need to do is you need yeah. to put the clock up on the screen. Then so I'm looking at it. It's really scaring me. No, okay. The point is, it was a good transition because bathroom lines were not bad to non-existent. Yeah. Food lines were not bad to non-existent. And it's training people to use like the MLB ballpark app to order ahead or even have food delivered in some spots. And so, you know, I mean, it was, you had the organ music and the PA announcer and seventh inning stretch and all those kinds of things. And so it, it yeah. was, it was it's nice just to good to be able to get back out there. Well, that's it. Like I mean, you know, I saw I, a I of, will, um, friends that I haven't seen, you know, truly there's no way I've seen them in a year. Yeah, plus, so. that's probably the best part of being able to get back to these things. It's just getting around other people and being around other people. I, I get a high from it. Just when I see somebody in the street without a mask and I talk to them for like five seconds in passing, I'm like, God, I miss that. I miss it. I do. Uh, well, you know what's what funny? Miss, like the other though. thing was there there was, you know, there, there was a guy, a couple rows in front of us, a younger guy that was just in a Bryant jersey. And I mean, he was just was he was into it. He was heckling the ump. He was heckling the Dodgers players up at bat. He was I mean, he he was trying to, you know, the guy that turns around is like, come on, get up, get up. You know, that it was like old times. And and uh, and then there was a lot of Dodgers fans there because they're right now they travel well because they're they're a much better team. Um, but it was it was fun. It was and good to, like you California said, to do more things. Um, yeah. I will miss, though, you mentioned not having lines. I will miss the one thing that I will miss from the pandemic living in the city of Chicago was that you could get anywhere very quickly because there was no traffic. And those days are done. Now there's traffic again. But yeah. I'll take the traffic with the health. But uh, it was it was interesting to have an abandoned city. It was very post-apocalyptic. Yeah. Well, what was the, 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 uh, one of the guys that joined us uh, was actually working downtown, uh, yesterday, fine guy in finance. And he, uh, jumped an Uber to come up Lakeshore and they thought, well, we'll shoot up Lakeshore drive. Well, he was like half an hour late because Lakeshore was packed it's between Lakeshore baseball crowd and rush hour and Irving park road having you know, closed down to one lane at, at at exit. So it was a it was a mess, just like yeah. just like the old times. Hey, we're back. Hey, we're coming back. This is a good thing. <laughs> this is a good thing. Uh, speaking of coming back or coming in early, um, I don't know if you guys heard the news this week, but Amazon, and this was already announced that Amazon would be taking over Thursday Night Football, which is a big deal. Um, but they are officially doing that one year before they said they were going to do that. Um, I guess Fox was very willing to get out of this. Um, I, I uh, heard a piece from our friend Abe Madcower over at Sports Business Journal talking about how, uh, and I still, it reminds me of back when CBS let the NFL go, but the Networks were unable to generate enough ad revenue from Thursday Night Football to fight, to care enough about it, to fight, to bid against Amazon when they were trying to win this. And uh, I, that's another story. But I have a, it's a really, really cool story that, that Neil Pilson, who was the 
head of CBS Sports at the time when CBS Let Football Go tells this story, and it's so absolutely true. But it'll be interesting to see if that hurts any of the networks. Fox still has NFL on Sunday, which is its flagship without question. ESPN still has what they have. NBC or CBS, who's carrying the AFC now? Is that that? CBS is carrying the AFC now. Um, They still have their flagship stuff, so I don't think it's going to kill any of those guys. But Amazon is coming in, and uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see a completely different provider coming in and broadcasting a game. And I'm hearing something about you're going to be able to watch it on your local channels still. I don't don't fully understand all that. No, that's just like the NFL does with like Monday Night Football games. It's the two – uh, home markets of the competing teams, they always get when it's when it's on a, on cable or pay whatever that uh, it's it's aired on over the air TV in those markets in in the on what home. channel? Um, I I think it's right. That's where my head went of like, well, what channel would well, that carry? Only, you know, that only on is going to CBS, ABC. It's only going to affect two markets for every week, right? So that's right. not really pretty much everybody's going to have to go to Amazon now to see Thursday night football. Yeah, thirty like out of thirty-two are. I was just curious, just from a personal standpoint, how that works when it plays in Chicago. Right. Well, channel when it was ESPN, I it was ABC. ESPN games that makes sense that it's on ABC. That's right. So I don't know what Amazon's partner channel is. Yeah, that's what I'm just curious. What Amazon? I just don't understand, frankly, that like you said, that the the numbers aren't there for for the networks that they that they they avoided this. Like, I mean. Fox walking away from NFL games a year early is like, you don't see it's that. like the play. You know, it's crazy. So, so here's the interesting thing to me. And I've always, so Fox created its network through the NFL. Mm-hmm. Fox really landed itself on the map because it bought the rights to the NFC football. It used to be CBS was NFC. NBC was AFC when I was a kid. And Fox bought the rights. When the rights were up for CBS, they outbid and they won NFC football. Well, then during the broadcast, they promoted Married with Children, The Simpsons. Like they they used oh, yeah. football Absolutely. to promote their shows and it yeah. put their shows on the map. Married with Children was number one. I don't even, it's crazy to go back and look. Married Numbers for Married with Children was off the charts from a rating standpoint. So they built. And so – the argument was always, okay, yeah, you're not making them from what you're spending for the broadcast. You're not making it back in ad revenue, but you're making it back in getting viewers coming to all your other stuff. And cumulatively, you're making well more than what you're paying for these rights, which is why when the rights finally came back up, CBS outbid NBC to get the AFC rights back because they're like, we've made a terrible mistake. They were Job from Arrested Development. I've made a terrible mistake. I've made a huge mistake. I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> um, so they came back in and now they are where they are. So it's interesting when I hear a network or anyone say we're not getting our ad revenue back, then there has to be something else behind it that they're still that they still have. Like if Fox doesn't need it. CBS doesn't need it because they're promoting their lineups on Sunday. Right. Well, and the thing is on Sunday, Sunday afternoon, you're not competing with Fox has got its a prime time lineup on Thursday nights that they want to keep consistent. And it's right. a lot cheaper to, to program and, and uh, develop and, and, and air those shows you know, versus the NFL numbers. So that's it is why. the first I mean, still time do... ever, though, that something from the NFL was available and didn't have a bidding, bidding, bidding war. It's the first right. time in a long time that there wasn't multiple suitors trying to outbid one another for a property. No, not it, to say none of like the others a... wouldn't have taken it for less than 1.2 billion annually. Somebody else may have been willing to pay 800 million, but right. not at the prices. So it was interesting, and it will be interesting. I'm actually. Curious to see what it'll be like, and you know, it's one game a week. It's not that big of a deal. I'm curious to see how many people actually tune in, or how it affects, you know, the sports bars that maybe they don't have smart TVs at them, and you know, things like that. Where it's just gonna maybe it changes the the landscape a bit. But I think most consumers, I think, are certainly ready for that. I did watch a few Cardinals games on Amazon this year. Through my television. I think it was on Amazon. It was through my television. It was clearly streamed, and it wasn't through any 
app. I don't actually, now that I say it, I believe it was Amazon, but I'm not 100% sure. Who's um, their crew? Do we know who the color <laughs> crew and the commentators well, are? Right they're, that, no, not completely, but uh, but you have uh, Andrea Kramer and uh, Hannah Storm have been calling the, because Amazon was carrying anyway, what, seven of the 17 weeks or something? And then, oh, so you know, that's CB why I was able to watch it on Amazon. Okay. CBS and, um, uh, Fox and NBC all have divvied it up over the last 10 years or so. And that's to me is actually not the, the broadcast crew is one thing, but the production crew is, I believe it was, it was Fox and their football crews were the ones that produced the entire season. Okay. And now they're not going to have that. Uh, Amazon doesn't have that. They'll have to build that stuff out yeah. themselves. And that's, yeah. That's a lot of that's a that's a lot. That's a lot of money. That's yep. a lot of well staff. It, so the other thing too is it just as a comparative, when CBS didn't renew that deal back whenever, I think Fox bought that for it was in the hundreds of millions, right? Maybe it was four hundred and thirty million or something like that. Sticks in my head, but I don't know if that's correct. But it was in the hundreds of millions uh, leading into that, and that was for multiple games <laughs> Sunday. Prime football viewing, every market, every team. This is $1.2 billion per year, three times as much for one prime time weeknight. Just to look at the value of this moving forward. And, and I do believe, I mean, I think the, the proof is in the pudding. Broadcasters are aware that there's only a few attention, uh, appointment television things left in the world. And sports is one of those things. People don't watch. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and especially the NFL. Even in a, a couple of down years, you look at the numbers and it's, you know, I, I, I get all of those releases from the NFL and just, you know, just the other day, the Amazon release. And it's, I, I should know these numbers, but I don't off the top of my head. But it's like of the top 100 broadcasts this year, it's 85 of them. Something like that. Yeah, but NFL I mean, games. that's very true with the NFL. But you look across all sports television deals, they're going up and up and up. College right. basketball, college funding, right. the college networks, baseball's rights, everybody's rights because sports in general, NFL right. being the king, no question, but right. sports in general is the only appointment television left almost. Right. Until no, you have a Game almost. of Thrones. I mean, you know, when, when a Game of Thrones or something is doing its thing, it has pseudo-appointment television. But you're in most cases, you're willing to record and watch later or just stream it when you want to watch it or binge right. a season or whatever. Right. You can't binge the 2021 NFL season. Well, and the, thing, and, and the thing is, no, you can't. And the thing is, too, with the binging, it's, it's on your schedule, but it's also either you're getting it through a service, you're, you're – getting it without the ads or you're flying through the ads almost all that stuff too and so now unless you're watching hulu vehicle, which is the most well, painful thing on the planet when you're watching hulu and i pay i have the paid version of hulu and i'll live have 540 plus? seconds yeah and i gotta tell you that's a that's another mistake they should say four minutes or six minutes or whatever because 540 seconds, when I see that number, I'm like, I could build a house in 500. I feel like I could build my house in 540 seconds. But those are so long, so long and painful. Yeah, there's another upgraded version of Hulu that you're not using because I have the that one and I don't watch commercials. Evidently. Right. For all so I used to have, I don't I know. It, We're going to have, we'll talk about it. this. We can talk, we'll, we'll take this offline. We'll take this offline. <laughs> um, speaking of here's taking the, this offline. Here's Here's the other thing that we don't have to talk uh, anymore about right now, dive into, not. but it's like, look at what's going on, not just, I mean, the Amazon thing with the NFL, but, but look at this where now, uh, if you're a soccer fan, you got like EPL is on NBC or Peacock, or, you know, it's going to move off NBC Sports and Peacock. And then you've got um, uh, UEFA and you've got, um, Champions League, and you got you got all these different you know you're any kind of a soccer follower, 
if you're following more than one team or league, you've got to have that package from I've, Peacock. Oh, package dude, I've from already Paramount said Plus, that this, this whole going wireless thing has gone haywire. I now have, I pay more in combined yeah. individual wireless services than I did when I had cable that I needed to get rid of so I could choose my channel and save all this money. Right. It's gotten to the point. I, I mean, I've gone, I'm like Amazon, Netflix, Hulu, Vudu, uh, Peacock. Uh, I don't know. I'm leaving. I'm leaving multiple out that, I, right. that I'm not. HBO so, Plus, Verizon Network, now Apple Plus, the Disney <laughs> Channel. Like, if you want all the stuff that would normally just be on cable, you got to have six or seven of these. Yeah. And then, if you're like me, I'm the idiot that signs up for the trial <laughs> and then forgets. And then I look at my bank statement four months later and i'm a full subscriber to fubu <laughs> i don't think that i don't know if you're the idiot i think that's might be a little bit part of the uh it's part of the plan part it's of the business plan well it's not yeah it absolutely is. man do i spend a lot of money it's but, no longer why you know choose your own right well and it's also like hulu and youtube tv and those guys it was like oh, oh youtube TV can get that for, one Right, yeah. and, but Sling. you're like, oh, I, I can get it for $19.99 a month. That's great. Oh, my God, what a savings over Comcast. And here we are now, two years later. And, and you got nine subscriptions for $180. $74.99 a month for YouTube Well, TV. I think this yeah. is a yeah. good transition into the next topic, which part of what we're seeing in the streaming world is there's going to be a ton of these players, and then they're going to start buying each other. Disney yep. already seen it with Disney. There's now a Disney Hulu ESPN Plus bundle for $12.99 a month. What we're now seeing in the world of sports gaming, Myers, please continue with the topic because interesting, a lot, a lot of stuff happening. And I and I kind of you want to talk about one one uh, acquisition in particular, but I want to no, take it. I like and, it all. And, I like it all. There was one acquisition that we should mention that happened this yeah. week. Um, Better Collective, which is a uh, like a content and betting gambling tools site and they've got a, I think a network of sites purchased action network for 240 million dollars which is very nice for darren ravel and peter turnin and, and very nice, very nice. It's, uh, <laughs> it's pretty good for a company that is i think had 2020 revenues of 15 million dollars 15 million yeah so, but so that, not too bad at I would say that in the world of sports gaming, the multipliers are are high. Apparently, it's sixteen x. Yeah, and that's well, not it's EBITDA, sexy, right? That's, that's, that's top line. I think that fifteen million was top line revenue. That's not even EBITDA, so it's much more. I don't know how profitable they were at fifteen million. I don't know. They, I don't uh, think that they're prof- I don't think they're profitable. I thought. Yeah, so uh, yeah. it's it's a very high multiple, and good for them, uh, and good for Better Collective too. And I think Josh, to your point. It's what you're now seeing. I think they're the fifth and final of the big guys. They all now have a media partner, whether it's FanDuel, which their partnership with um, The Ringer, I think, was their most recent one. Um, uh, DraftKings, they work with um, the Dan Leobitard show. Vision. They, so DraftKings bought Vision via uh, Vegas Sports and Information Network. Yep. That that was a big one. Um, that was actually there was actually BetMGM, the Athletic, um, and then they, someone who bought uh, Bally's is buying up uh, other other daily fantasy sites. And, Bally's is where I watch my Cardinal games now. They they took yeah. over all the Midwest. The Fox Sports Midwest is now Bally Midwest. It's crazy. And then what Barstool and Penn? I mean, everybody's yeah. got media partners now. Everybody's got partners to push these things out. Well, and, I want to talk. Uh, I want to talk about kind of like the other side of it because there was literally an acqu- acquisition that got announced. I think on, on Sportico a couple hours ago, mm. uh, Genius Genius Sports, which is a big uh, data provider for the sports gaming space. They're based out of London. They bought uh, Steve Ballmer backed company Second Spectrum for two hundred million dollars. Um, Genius Sports has been kind of on like a race to acquire faster, more reliable propri- proprietary data feeds. They're the proprietary data provider for the NFL partner, I should say. Um, they have been for quite some time. So part of what this like second spectrum acquisition is going to be able to do, they've worked with groups like ESPN and the Clippers um, to provide some augmented reality viewing experiences. So they're kind of combining the video and data and being able to convert video into data. It's all very heady stuff, but this, this is kind of more of the tech side 
that supports a lot of the industry. But now you see the tech side combining with fan engagement technologies to really, I mean, I think what we're going to see is the data, fan engagement, daily fantasy sites, mobile sports betting. You're going to have these, you know, four or five conglomerates like the Caesars, MGM, DraftKings of the world, Penn International. Uh, So, yeah, I think it's, Super interesting, all of the different uh, mergers and acquisitions that we're seeing in this space that we've been seeing and we're going to continue to. A lot of money in that space right now, gentlemen. A lot of money. Yes, we should have, we should have our good friend uh, Steve Pastorini on here to talk because he, he'd, be he'd be able to talk some, some sense into everybody about what's going on. <laughs> we should and we will. Speaking about talking some sense into some people, evidently golf didn't learn from soccer. <laughs> Wait. Wait, who who typed this one up? I don't know. Super Liage. It's it's French. Oh, it's, it's a fr- Super okay. Liage. Oh yeah, no, no, yeah. <laughs> Oi, <laughs> <get vault. laughs> Look at him, furious. Oh hey, Michael Myers Dude. is one of the most. We have one of the most talented producer, directors, hosts, salesmen. Like he's, he's just he does it all. I love it. He does all of it very poorly, but he does it all. Doesn't matter. And he's self-aware. Uh, very self-aware. Uh, <laughs> by the way, I didn't want to say anything, but my doctor had a lot of complimentary. Oh, he said I, it was like it was very, my my blood. I don't. I'm not diabetic. <laughs> okay, so tested my blood. Nope, nope. Tested my blood. League. Da- do you remember? Do you remember on episode one where people got mad at me for trying to answer a question that was directly asked? And meanwhile, Myers is giving us his whole medical history right now. Right? <laughs> Two, uh, and I was uncomfortable with the word "perfect physique," but it was his words. <laughs> it were his words. Not his words. Not mine. His words. Not mine. I was uncomfortable with the word, with the yeah. words ripped abs. His words. He's a Barrel he's a chest. medical professional. I huh. I can only quote him. Uh-huh. Uh, all right. Anyway, uh, he said those things are like diamonds. I was really uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So in golf, in the world of golf, uh, yes. a new super league has. I'd say emerge, but it's been lurking in the shadows for seven years. Uh, but I would say that it has more traction right now than the soccer super league, which has not. Yeah. Um, our boy Phil Mickelson was pretty, uh, I don't know if we're apoplectic. He was kind in his description of what was happening. Whereas many of the other golfers are dead set against it. And outwardly dead set against it, but I'll be honest. I'm not gonna. If it, I, I don't doubt that this happens. I I give a decent chance that this actually gets through because it's not the same as soccer, and I don't think that throngs of PGA viewers are going to stop watching Jordan Spieth if Jordan Spieth is playing against other great players in a super league, they're not going to boycott the next PGA event because the PGA is not doing, not doing it. I don't think they'll boycott whatever that competition is. I actually think this is going to happen. If I had to guess, I think this is probably going to happen in some fashion. Now they've been trying that that's all making the assumption that these people that are creating this and running this, it's a Saudi Arabian-backed league. It's it's assuming that they know what the hell they're doing as far as running a league, and I don't know that. I have absolutely no concept whether or not they can pull this off. But if they're competent at all, I think this is the one that could get done. Thoughts? Well, I mean, it's golf is you're all independent contractors. Right. So, you know, that's why it's so completely different from – uh, from from the the soccer, they still have fan bases. They're still fin, Phil Mickelson fans and and whatever, but it's just not the same thing. Well, no, but th- that's what the the draw is. You know, the the majors and stuff like that. It's all the big names, and you know, so if the, if they got the vast majority of them, people are going to watch that, and they're not going to boycott Pickett 
Yeah. Take I don't know that guys want to do it, but I don't think they're going to be able to say no to it at some point. If they're really offering 30 million guaranteed per year to some of these guys, I mean, they offered yeah. Phil, did I see a hundred million to do this? He, like, Phil seems like he would be open to that. Yeah. Phil's near the end of his career. Phil's probably right. like, I could do this hundred mil. Yeah. I can do that for a hundred mil. If I you're could a do third it, year I could do it for a hundred mil. If you don't mind I watching really it. bad golf. <laughs> I don't. I don't mind watching. Golf is relaxing no matter how bad it is. I mean, I would give some of my viewers some of that hundred million if they were to give me that hundred million and people would watch it. Yeah, everybody gets the the you'd even play left handed, just like Phil. And you're not (laughs) even left handed. I would I would try a lot for a hundred million. Your golf game doesn't look that different left handed than it does. No, I I'd imagine (laughs) it might even help him. Right. He focuses more. But I, I did find it interesting, and the money is ridiculous. And uh, I don't yeah, know. It's, easy, I, it's easier to convince one person, you know, especially when that one person is going to be taking the lion's share home of that of that uh, bonus. The lion's share uh, being all of it, yeah. Right. And, uh, yeah, the whole, the whole fan dynamic in golf is totally different. It's a player-driven sport. I mean, literally, there's individual – players yeah. but it's are you rooting for this super league would you like to see it happen or are you would you rather not it depends what it meant for the rest of golf like i saw some that you know if that meant these golfers not playing in majors and and you know the writer the writer cup if they traded out the writer cup to do this i would be okay with it but if it was like you're not going to see rory mcelroy and jordan spieth and brooks kepka dustin johnson yeah. in any of the big tournaments i mean i like the, what they've done with the fedex cup over the last few years, it's kind of made it more exciting, given that like playoff feeling in, in, in golf. But it'd be hard to say. I, I mean, I would absolutely, if they got you know, 10, 15, 20 of the top players in the world, people are going to watch. Well, they um, do it now. It, right. It Tiger, would just suck. Tiger if, plays Phil in a head to head match. Right. That, that's, that was, that's, yeah. might as well be a super independent Super League match. Right. But that doesn't take away, like, they can still play in the middle. Right. Tiger, obviously, he's dealt with right. his own stuff. But. You know, it's certainly it going to affect away. a lot of things if this happens, and we have a lot of people that work for different PGA events with the PGA that it would not be a good thing, and I'm not rooting for that at all. Not right. rooting for that at all. because I and, and it would, but it would. I think it would affect the PGA. I don't think it would kill the PGA, but you would lose a substantial amount of talent. You'd also lose substantial amount of prize money, I would imagine. Right. I think it would affect a lot of different things. So it would just become a less lucrative. Well, and that's business. where uh, my my point would be. That's where I think you'd see the you talk about. Well, it's not really backlash, but to Josh's point, that's where the backlash would be. If not the PGA Tour, it's the Masters, the, the you know the majors, and if it means you now can't play, you know those guys aren't playing because it's truly competing, and you're now banned or something like they talked about that if you. You mm-hmm. join this other circuit, you can't play PGA Tour events. Well, that would be a fans aren't going to want that because you do want those events. Uh, that's the game, and yeah. the, the tour um, is is its own is is a separate lesser being. Frankly, I think that uh, you know, I mean, you see it though, like uh, the the, the uh, match play stuff. What happens every every year? They they used to put more hype into it. I think. And the reason they don't is because it ends up being, you know, lesser known, lesser, lower ranked guys that grind their way through and, you know, end up winning the thing and nobody watches because it's no, nobody knows this guy that's, and that stinks for golf. And, and this would avoid that. The super league would avoid that. Cause it's like, you'd know everybody in it, but then um, I just, I don't. I don't think it'll come off because I think it's. You're betting against it. Okay. Yeah. Look, I, hey, I, I think it, at this point it's early enough that it, who knows. Um, I don't think it's going to be good for the game if it happens. Yeah. But I don't bet against it happening, and the chips I think will fall where they fall. I hope that I'm wrong because I don't want it. I don't I want Saudi Arabian back league being the largest. Well, it depends golf. on what you mean by happen because I think I think something. It will be attempted. Well, exhibitions, sure. Right. I'm fine with exhibitions. But that's where I see it basically starting and ending, is it's going to be more of an exhibition thing. I hope you're and right. And I'll make a shit ton of money. All Everybody involved. That's certainly not their the plan. Team. Right now, their plan is not to have an exhibition set up. Right. They would consider that a failure as of right now. I would be very happy if that's the way it ended. But, I mean, right. 
I, at this point right now, I think it's driven by the it, – it'll be driven by two things. Right now it's driven by the players, but the players are driven by fans. And uh, we'll see. Who knows? Maybe the U.S. comes with the same kind of backlash as they did overseas. I don't no, see I, it, but – I think it's. I think there are some similarities between the games of soccer and 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 or football and golf in that there is a certain level of sanctity that is part of the game yeah. and, and traditions and things like that. Mm-hmm. But the fan relationship between you know European football yeah. clubs and and golfers and their fan like maybe Tiger, like Tiger could go do anything and and his fans would follow him. But that's he's transcendent. That's it's not a good example to use. Um, so yeah, I think there are some similarities and, th- and those majors are really what, what I'm talking about. When you're talking about the sanctity of the game of golf, those majors, like we don't, we don't want to see those get, get ruined. And obviously the, yeah. the PGA as a whole, but the, 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 the majors are, are what's going to kind of pull it fans heartstrings the most. If they're not going to be able to see I, the top I think players. what the, the moral of the story is that we need somebody to come in and really get this straightened out. So I think it's Mark Emmert. I think the NCAA <laughs> <laughs> needs to step Mr. in mr emmert i just want to send just, my sincerest apologies for um, for michael mears i don't even know him I'm just a guest <laughs> you don't want guest. to get me started on mark emmert i just want to say that right now you don't want to get maybe, me started on maybe i do <laughs> good for a good good episode I'll just make i'll just bring up 1989 illinois basketball 1989 90 91 illinois basketball uh and his college roommate was he a college roommate with bruce pro is that right Mark Emmert was college roommates with the assistant no. coach from Iowa. That I don't know. I think you might want to look into that. All right. Am I just breaking up. old You're breaking news on a live right. podcast? Right. We're, running out, we're running out of time, timekeeper. We're running out of time. We got right. a well, bunch of other thing. topics just, that I can't no, wait to get to. No, we only have one other topic. We're going to end on a high note. We only have one other topic. What are you talking about? What's the I, I eliminated all that other junk. You guys said it was way too many topics. So I said, okay, those are done. So we have one more topic, and we're going to talk about – well, what do you want to talk about? You look like you have a topic you want to cover. What what topic well, there do was, you want to uh, talk about? I thought – I've got – I don't care oh, what gosh. you thought. What topic do you want to talk about? No, you, I – These are topic. good topics. Would you let me talk, please? Wait, no. Fight, fight, fight. Pick one. Gone. Oh, we'll, we'll do pools caps, next time. Kerfuffle. Rangers caps kerfuffle. That's in that there. Was gonna That's be coming. That's the one we're doing. Oh, I thought that you were saying it was going to end on a high note. I no, thought we were going to talk Drew that Robinson. I know. No, no, that's not. No, we'll talk Drew. We'll talk Drew. Drew's got a spot on here. Albert Poulos has a spot on here as well. But for today, we're going to talk about right. the Rangers Capitals series. A uh, lot of things happening in New York right now around that series. While it's at, just for the record, I, I don't know if you know the history of this, but. On one hand, you have uh, uh, Tom Wilson. Is that his name? Tom Wilson. Is that my guy? My goon? My guy. My I hope guy. He's not your guy. Not my guy. Uh, I can't show the clip because last time I showed a clip, YouTube then didn't allow us to have our podcast up. So I won't be able to show a clip. But if you haven't seen this, um, I'll do my best to describe. It was a, at the beginning, a normal little dust up by the goal. Tom Wilson, who is a known, uh, probably the most established fighter in the NHL right now. He's an enforcer. Yeah. uh, Dropped to his knee and took a really cheap shot, full punch, to a guy's face who was laying sort of on his side next to the goal, to which a player took exception uh, and came at him. And then it became like a seven or eight person thing. And Tom Wilson starts punching another guy who is down to which another player jumps on Tom Wilson's back, who is probably 70 pounds lighter. He easily flips around, hits this kid a couple of square times, kid drops on his face. He picks him up and slams it back into the ice on his face. I don't know if you've seen this video. I got to watch this video. It's a little, it's a little disturbing. A little. Um, yeah. To the point where something happened I've never seen, where after the NHL decided what the punishment was going to be, the Rangers actually released a statement. Jimmy Dolan released a statement. Released a statement admonishing the NHL, saying how embarrassing it was. I'm just paraphrasing. It was a long statement. But essentially saying, if you're not going to take care of this, first of all, this is embarrassing. Right. You should be ashamed of yourself. But So if, if then if you fast well, forward. And they called for 
George Peros, the head of uh, player safety. Oh yeah, they called him to be fired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, "Whoever's in charge of this, you need to. He needs to be removed of his responsibilities." Yeah. Uh, so then, fast forward to last night with entertaining. Uh, a lot of storylines happening at once. One, in between that happening and last night's game, the GM and the president of the New York Rangers are fired. So John Davidson, the GM and the president, both gone, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which caught everybody by surprise. Then last night's game has two things happening. One, one of my favorite players of all time, TJ Oshie, his father, Coach Oshie, uh, passed away a couple days ago. And so last night, the Caps wore, I think they wore a patch honoring Coach Oshie, and uh, and it was really, really kind of a cool thing. Now, as that, that's the backstory to the Caps side. On the flip side, as the puck is dropped, three different pairings pair off the fight. Because that's the that's other side. It would have been so awesome to show this video. It would have been so great the to puck show drops this video. One second in, all three guys on the front line. Yeah, six guys going at it. Throw Amazing. the gloves out in it. Maybe we should just show it and copyrights be damned. But uh, people can't see this beauty. I know, I know, I know. Fight, fight, fight. Uh, that ends within the next two minutes. Another fight off a of face-off. Within another, it might be as soon as they put those guys in the box, drop the puck. Another fight. I think there were a total of six fights in the first four minutes of the game. Six fights, 72 penalty minutes in the first four minutes and 14 seconds. To the point where the announcer's like, I'm not sure we're going to have enough players to play a game. To see no, they, the, the clip, then they go to the, you know, they show the guys in the penalty box. box and there's, there's six there's guys no sitting on there's top of each six other. Six guys in there. Yeah, they're actually sitting on the sides of the penalty <laughs> box, both of these guys. It's like a big, so, big sh- sh- uh, <laughs> camp. They're hanging on the campfire. It was yeah, Kumbaya moment. Um, but yeah, so crazy beginning to the game. Game proceeds, and here's the cool part to all this because now that stuff is sort of taking care of itself, and we'll see where that goes. But uh, for the record, I also wanted to add in here: this only happens. This only we only got to witness this beauty because of the way the NFL, the NFL, the NHL scheduled everything's potted this year. Yeah. Pod right. pod. So you're playing one team three games in a row, four games in a row. Normally, you'd have that big dust up, and then Tom Wilson's playing somebody else next week. But right back right. against New York in New York two nights later, it's kind of a beautiful thing, and I, I kind of hope the NHL adopts a little bit of this moving forward. But on the flip side, you have TJ Oshie, great guy. American hero. American, he- American hero. Scored some big goals for us in the Olympics. I will say that. So, uh, but yes, yeah. Thank you. Uh, Are you sitting down? Were you sitting down while listening to the national? And anthem? I had my hat on. How did <laughs> I, I was kneeling. Jeez. I was just trying to confuse everybody. I kneeled while I played the national anthem. Oh. I showed respect and disrespect. Now we're going viral. Time. <laughs> um, no, but TJ Oshie scores two power play goals in the second period and gets the hat trick in the empty netter, which was very cool. Very cool to see. Cool reaction. Uh, on another note, David Back has played his final game in the NHL last night. This is a personal thing. Big St. Louis Blues for a long, long, long time, as was TJ Oshie with David Perron, kind of came in together. I think Backus was first. Perron, or, uh, Perron definitely came when you let him know if Oshie was the same or not. But um, it was pretty cool. They did a really cool thing for him and and the fans. I only wish there were more fans in the stands yeah. for some of these things. That's right. my only – I wish there was 22,000 people in the stands right. to, to applaud David Backus, They'll who hadn't played the last few year. games – and dressed for the game in St. Louis to play his final game in front of the St. Louis fans, which was cool. So I didn't realize that. That's yeah, cool. That was, that was but, you know, cool. the, here's the thing with this that we didn't talk about yet was – so the, the the uproar over this whole thing with the NHL was – the, and the Rangers was the fury was that the penalty was only $5,000 of the fine – to yeah, Wilson, right? Fine, right? You're like, right. okay, that's nothing. What what the hell is that? I would be pissed too. But the thing is, that's what everybody negotiated into the, the CBA. That is the maximum amount of money somebody can be fined for that. 
The well, obviously, the, the max fine for the teams are a little different because the no, Rangers got $250,000 today, a quarter of a million dollars. Oh, yeah, for fighting back. Them. For yeah. fighting back. Right. Is that right? They got yes. fined 250000 for the release that they put out? Yes. Yes. For, for the disrespecting release. the league and its officials. You know what? If I'm a Rangers fan, I'm like, I'll buy an extra ticket next year. Do it right. again. Yeah. Don't, oh, the other thing they, that's fine that we didn't, appreciated that message. That I'm sure we didn't go deeper on too is that Chris Drury is the guy that gets promoted from assistant GM, the guy who won the Little League World Series, and you know is that hero as a kid ends up going on and having this career in the U- Team USA and on in the NHL for a long time, and now he's the GM of the Rangers. I mean, that's a cool story too. Very cool story. If only we had more time, we should have talked oh, less man. about hospitals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, guys. Uh, well, as always, I'm very grateful that you were able to join us this week on Uniform Exchange. Uh, and we should all exchange uniforms now. We'll see what we're called next week. <laughs> oh, look at that. What a physique. That's that's where perfect. What what was the what was what was the phrase that he told me? Like diamonds. Moobs. Moobs? Moobs. That's yes, perfectly. Yeah, that's it. Uh, but I appreciate your time, guys. Uh, as always, I'm very grateful that you were able to join us. And uh, I will see you both again in one week. 